Would you pray with me? God, thank you for bringing us to this time. Be with us today. And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable to you, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. The scripture chosen for this morning is in the book of Acts, chapter 6, verses 1 to 7. And this is what the scripture says for us today. But as the believers rapidly multiply, there were rumblings of discontent. The Greek-speaking believers complained about the Hebrew-speaking believers, saying that their widows were being discriminated against in the daily distribution of food. So the twelve called a meeting of all the believers. They said, we apostles should spend our time teaching the word of God, not running a food program. And so, brothers, select seven men who are well-respected and are full of the spirit and wisdom. We will give them this responsibility. Then we apostles can spend our time in prayer and teaching the word. Everyone liked this idea as they chose the following. Stephen, a man full of faith and the Holy Spirit, Philip, Procurus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenas, and Nicholas of Antioch, an earlier convert to the Jewish faith. These seven were presented to the apostles who pray for them as they lay their hands on them. So God's message continued to spread. The number of believers greatly increased in Jerusalem, and many of the Jewish priests were converted too. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Today we celebrate a place at the table. Every person in the world is invited to the Lord's table. Every culture, every church today is celebrating communion, is celebrating diversity. And we live in a diverse world. In that diversity, today we affirm that at the table, we all have a place. This is not the reality in many tables today. Ethnic and cultural division is still alive and well today. Just ask any of our middle school and high school students. Do you know what is one of the most stressful and culturally divisive environment? The school cafeteria is a microcosm of the world. It is a large open space. And the one time during the course of a student's day, when she or he gets to choose where to sit and with whom to interact. There is an old saying, birds of a feather flock together. And the school cafeteria is where you will see the cultures of the school bind together. You'll see who is in certain groups and who is out of certain groups. Some groups identify as being in 
others identify as a group as being out. And the social pecking order and the lines of battle are formed. What's interesting to me about this is that it takes place in a cafeteria. It's all about who eats with whom. Think about that in your own life. Think about who you typically eat with. You generally eat with your family. And when you get a choice to eat, who do you usually invite? I would imagine you either invite a friend or invite someone with whom you would like to associate, either socially or in business. Do you ever go up to a stranger and say, hey, would you like to sit down and have a meal? Would you ever go up to a homeless person and say, hey, why don't you join us at the diner or the restaurant? Probably no. You might give them food and move on, but we typically wouldn't sit down at the meal and have a conversation. Why? Because meals are intimate. The table is a symbol of community and fellowship. Who sits at our table indicates who is in and who is out of our circles. This themes of tables is part of our journey through the Bible. That's because it is actually a central theme of the story of God's redemptive plan. Today, as we celebrate the importance of the table, we ask, how do we fit at, the God, at God's table? When we think of God's table, we remember the Last Supper. We remember the couple on the road to Emmaus that sat down at the table with Jesus. They recognized him and got holy heartburn. Today, we also see another table in Acts chapter 6. This book records the events of the first generation of people who tried to make sense of Jesus in the real world without his physical presence. They have been given the Holy Spirit, and now they are trying to figure out what it all means. As the early church continued to grow, conflict between cultures started. And you can see two groups of believers in conflict. On one hand, you have the Hebrew-speaking believers. On the other side, you have the Greek-speaking believers. They are Jewish people, but they have adopted some of the cultural ways of the Greeks. Both groups dislike each other, but they have one thing in common. They follow Jesus as the Messiah. And now they found themselves as brothers and sisters, and they really didn't know how to get along. So what happened? Conflict arises. And to bring some peace at the table, they decided to choose seven men to continue ministry, including a guy named Stephen. And he was a talented young man who was passionate about Jesus. He is from Greek-speaking believers group. And the other Greek-speaking believers are very angry at him for fraternizing with the Hebrew-speaking believers and for following Jesus. They falsely accuse him, and in his own defense, Stephen gives a brilliant speech. In this speech, 
he walks through Israel's history. Let's look at the list. He starts with Abraham. Abraham was sent on a journey. Isaac was almost sacrificed. Jacob wrestled with God. Joseph was sold into slavery to Egypt. Moses led the slaves to freedom and wander in the wilderness. Joshua led the people into battle. David battled enemies and wanted to settle down. Solomon finally settled down and built a house of God. Through all of this, God was leading the people on a journey that was never the same. And look what God said when Solomon tried to build him a house. The Lord does not live in houses built by man. So here is a lesson. A journey always brings change. Being a follower of Jesus is not about establishing a routine or following a ritual. It's about being open to the Holy Spirit, willing to follow God into new and often frightening places. That has always been the case, and it is the case today. So Stephen ends his speech like this. You stubborn people, you resist the Holy Spirit, just like your forefathers did who killed the prophets. Not really the best way to end a sermon. I'm thinking the people didn't leave the service saying, nice message, Stephen. No, they didn't. The Greek-speaking believers did not like what Stephen said, so they stoned him. A culture clash ended in tragedy because there was jealousy. Verse 10 in chapter 6 says, None of them could stand against the wisdom and the spirit which Stephen spoke. There was not a place for him at the table. But today we are affirming that everyone has a place of the table. Today we can be open about what is in our mind. We can pray about it. Even if we feel that someone does not have a place, we can go to God today and tell God, Oh Holy Spirit, open my eyes to see that everyone deserves a place at your table. The goal of the disciples was to find a new way of being the church, to retain their identity and live together. And today's story reminds us that it was a challenge and continues to be a challenge for some to continue the journey of faith today. As a church, we have a powerful role of listening to other people, of sitting at the table with them through the unexpected, and of looking for God at work in unexpected ways. That doesn't mean we tell other people what to think and fail in response to their pain. However, it means we share together, cry together, and laugh together. God works in and through us as we do, helping us see God and each other through the full range of what life brings. Christ invites us to the table and sends us out to extend that table and share the good news with the world. 
Another lesson we can learn today. Change is going to happen because a journey always brings change. Now, living beyond the table is about constantly adapting to conflict that comes with change. There's two ways to deal with this conflict. There is stiff resistance that leads to death, and there is constructive communication that leads to new ways of life. The gospel is continually stretching us. We saw the disciples sit at the table. We saw the disciples listen to the problems. The disciples were trying to find ways to continue ministry, to live a a type of church that was working on. And sometimes we feel that even on this time that we're living in, we're still trying to figure out how we can continue to do ministry in times of social distancing, in times of, of physical distancing, in times of just being apart, but at the same time, working together. We also want to continue to do ministry in times where there is so much division in the world, when there is so much division in how we think and how we can share ideas and work together. Now, God will continually present opportunities for us to move beyond the table. We affirm that there is a place for everyone at God's table, that we as a community will never stop being confronted with new opportunities to change. Now, my prayer for us today is that we continually grow in our ability to listen to the Holy Spirit and hash out our conflicts in constructive and life-giving ways. Christ's table is not about us being comfortable. Rather, it is about us making space for others who bring different perspectives. We can all work towards making space for the uniqueness that exists within the kingdom of God. So may God bless us and be with us on the journey. Let us pray. Lord, thank you for a space at the table. Thank you, Lord, because in diversity, there is the uniqueness that exists within the kingdom of God. I give you thanks for different perspectives. I give you thanks for different points of view, and I give you thanks that it's your Holy Spirit that unites us. And that through Christ, we can affirm that we all have a place at the table. As we share today communion, we affirm that we are all part of the kingdom of heaven. That we are all called to serve. That we are the body of Christ. And that this table extends throughout the world. As we, the body of Christ, continue to serve You, as we, the body of Christ, continue to transform the world as disciples. Because that's what we strive for. We are disciples of Jesus, making other disciples for the transformation of the world. Be with us today. It is in your name, Jesus, that we pray. Amen.